Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Ryan. You might know him from shows that you go to in the Chicagoland area. He's also known as the Cactus King. Ryan, welcome to Two Heels in a Face. Please introduce yourself. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, thanks for having me. This of is course. a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Uh, we met just in the Logan Square Auditorium, I'm sure, uh, but always want someone that Chris and I make a point to say hi to when we do go to these shows. Uh, so it was only right that we had you on. And you were telling us earlier that you've listened to like a majority of our episodes, which we were flattered uh, to hear. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that proves that you, you deserve I don't to think be we've had like a back to back guest because technically, you know, Ryan wasn't the last episode. It's true. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, I've, yeah, I have listened to, I think, all of your episodes. And I think if anyone's listening right now and they haven't listened, uh, they need to subscribe right now, follow wow. Two Heels in a Face, and start listening to all of the episodes, including this one. Wow. No, we didn't that. even have to do our job. And that's the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, only you and I believe Trent. Trent, our friend Trent from AAW, said he, like, he makes it a point, too. So like you and him might be tied, or 1A, 1B. For for two years in a face, biggest fan. Um, but we oh, go although on. you've had him on, I think three times now. Isn't yeah, he he's like our leading. He's like <laughs> yeah, leading and for good guest. reason. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. interesting to talk to. He's definitely we gel we gel well with him um, and others. Um, but we have a we've prepared a buffet line for you. Oh, cool. So we're gonna get to know you a little bit better. Um, the audience is gonna get to know you a little bit better too, because I'm sure there's people that listen to this that you know as well. Um, we have some guests or some uh, questions from a recurring guest from Wrestling with Unicorns 2 at the end. That'll be in the dessert section. And then in the middle, I guess we can talk about, like, I think we wanted to talk, save some time to talk about the the two AEW shows and All In that took place. We're the only podcast that covers it like two weeks after it happened. <laughs> but we haven't had a chance because we had like the Warrior Wrestling episode um, last or really at the when, when, when did we release that? Like last week, right? Or at the um, beginning early of this, this week. week. Early this week on like Sunday. Yeah. Um, but we spent, you know, that week after Warrior and All In, like editing that It was episode, just a big weekend a full of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you can just, you know, it's it's time to shoot through all of it, right? Right, right, right. So. Right. Um, did you have anything in the salad bar that we so, can start yeah, off Yeah, what I want to do with the salad bar is just trying to get to know you, Ryan, the Cactus King. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. You know, and just, you know, let's let's start off the, the salad bar by asking you quickly, like, just what what's your earliest recollection of wrestling and how'd you get into wrestling? 
Yeah, uh, I've actually always watched wrestling ever since I was a little kid. Um, I always make the joke that like I like opened up out of my mom's womb to watch wrestling and then went back <laughs> in to finish cooking. Um, but my mom will tell you stories of me like watching WrestleMania six when I was like two years old. Um, so I've always watched wrestling. I've never started watching wrestling. And I remember mm-hmm. like as I got older uh, and wrestling be- started to become really popular, like in, you know, 98, 99, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was what, 12, 13 years old. And uh, everybody else at school started watching it too and started talking about it. And I was like, what's going on? Like, this is like my thing that I've watched for these past 10 years yeah, of yeah. my life that I had at you that were point. Early. Yeah. I Some always, I've always, always watched wrestling. I never like started watching wrestling it was just always there because my dad was into it so i always watched cool. it with him so it was good nice so were you at wcw or wwf uh wwf yeah so uh when i was a little kid i still remember very vividly uh you know on the weekends we'd you know drive down to the video store and then i got to pick out a vhs nice and i didn't really have any concept of timeline at that point in time Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I watched just, it like so out of order and scattered. Yeah, and, yeah I yeah. was like five, and so I don't ever remember like you know what was going on during yeah. those. But I knew uh, so when I was watching those, a lot of them were older tapes, and so it would be like Hogan, and that was my first. He's like my first champion. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Even before Brett, even though probably Raw was starting, you know, near that time. Yeah, like ninety four, it started. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. So then I kind of uh, you know caught up as time went along and I started mm. really consuming a lot of wrestling at like five o'clock five years old and then older so yeah that might be completely wrong by the way maybe it was 96 it started that's I have that no idea um, I just know I was watching rather in the attitude era and I think it. I thought it was like 93 <laughs> oh no, I don't think out. it was that early no I don't think it was that early but I do I did ha- I did have uh like kind of say your I think your first impression would might have been like my first impression I don't know if Hulk was the champion he was but he was in WCW oh so yeah like that's my first like impression of him and then I found out about all the Hulkamania stuff but I had the same I had a buddy we would come over walk to the video store we would rent a Royal Rumble we were obsessed with Royal Rumbles it's like probably why it's still like my favorite match till today and then yeah we would take a little sticker Velcro sticker off. And I went to a, a, a side note. I went to a, a video store recently, like one of the last remaining mm-hmm. mom and pop ones, because they put out a Facebook it's post. Like a saying, family video. Yeah, yeah. It's called Mokina Video in Mokina, <laughs> Illinois. Okay. And they put out a Facebook post saying like, "We need help. We need business." So oh, okay. yeah, Margaret and I went and like got a couple. But yeah, I have that same recollection of like all the VHSs, you know, an entire wall of wrestling, and then going out and picking one and. Doing that whole shindig. Yeah, and so, and I can still, like I said, vividly remember, like, you know, the ride to there, yeah. like going in that store and, like, even remembering what it smelled like and going through and <laughs> yeah, picking it. Yeah, it was always musty. <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, going through those videos and, like, trying to pick which one, whichever one I wanted and then, like, watching it all weekend long. Yeah. And then just repeating that with a different video the next weekend. And so by the time I was, you know, nine years old, I had already caught up on, like, everything that was in the 80s. You know, the early 90s. You were working your way through the, the network. Exactly, the network. exactly. And then I started, and by that point, then I started going to a different one that was in town, because I lived out in the country, that was in town. Okay. And then that that was the one that had the WCW tapes. Oh. And so I was never as big into that, um, yeah. but that's how I got my first exposure to that. Yeah. So what, uh, we asked this question a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what aspect of it do you, like what what a part of the buffet line of wrestling do you like like what do you, do you like 
is it the in-ring stuff or is it just the glamour of it? Is it just like the large figures or like what about wrestling really draw drew you in? Uh, well, of course, you know, I enjoy all of it to different extents, okay. right? Like we all probably do. But I think the reason I like wrestling more so than I do, uh, I'm not really any kind of sports fan, right? Wrestling was like the only thing that I, <laughs> you know, had in common with my dad or with like oh, boys okay. at school or anything like that. Okay. Um, but I think that what's unique about that is the storylines. Yeah. Right. And how you get emotionally invested in these different characters and, um, and emotionally invested in the people uh, playing those characters, I think, as you get older. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, those stories and following those along, you know, whether it's a story that's just, you know, the story of the match or a storyline that's taking place over months, uh, I think you get really emotionally invested in that. To me, it always reminded me kind of like theater. I've always been a big theater yeah. fan, too. And so to me, those two things kind of go hand in hand. I always wondered, like, why do all these straight people like wrestling? It's obviously like so gay, <laughs> it's just so theater. It is, but, it really is. Uh, but I think that's what initially you know drew me in. Of course, and then there's the athleticism, yeah, and uh, you know everything else, the production of it, everything that goes into it, I enjoy. Uh, but I think the storylines is what got me hooked initially. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So. What uh? Cause yeah, cause you 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 we were talking about this probably uh, over the the Warrior Weekend show where you're like I like all types of wrestling and we've seen you at Lucha Underground, mm -hmm. Freelance, AEW, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you were at All In. Uh, what was the first indie show that you actually went to or? Yeah. Was that recent or was that even in your childhood when you went, when you went to an indie show? Um, I do remember one show when I was a little kid that like came through town. Um, I remember my dad talking to Jeff Jarrett, who was there. Um, <laughs> so, Slap nuts, baby. And so well, it was before that. It yeah. was before that. It was one of his uh, stints in between, you know, WWF and WCW. Okay. Uh, but uh, my first independent wrestling show, like as an adult, like on my own volition, was in February of 2016. It was an Anarchy Pro wrestling show okay. uh, in Berwyn. Okay. And uh, Joey Ryan was the main attraction that night. Oh. And so I'd been following independent wrestling, you know, before that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of my friends, you know, recommended it to me. You know, OI4K was some of the very first people I started watching online. Mm -hmm. um, but my first show that I actually went to was the Anarchy Pro Show, February 2016, with Joey Ryan in the main event. Cool. And so uh, I'll... And then I just started going more and more after that. And now I go all the time to as much as I can because it's always so fun. Yeah. Is that, is that why Joey Ryan holds a special place in your heart? Because maybe that's like, I don't know, because yeah. you bring him up frequently. So I guess. Yeah, because I'm obsessed with Joey Ryan. <laughs> I love Joey Ryan. So, um, yeah, I think that I've always been interested in wrestling, right? So, yeah. and I wanted to start going when I moved to Chicago in 2014 I really wanted to start going to independent wrestling shows because okay. I knew that they were a big thing in Chicago mm -hmm. uh, but I was always so nervous to go and uh, when I started going um, I people probably didn't notice me because I tried to blend in with the crowd I'd be like oh I can't wear this or I can't wear that I'm gonna wear a sweater right with some <laughs> jeans and okay. I'm gonna sit in the back row and I'm not gonna attract any attention to myself okay which goes against my natural instincts I think yeah, uh, but I, well yeah definitely that's not the right we we knew exactly we and so but that's who I was and I because I thought I assumed uh, that everyone was going to be, you know, bigoted or not want me there or feel uncomfortable with me mm. on the show. 
Um, so it took a lot for me to go. And the reason why Joey Ryan was my first show was because in my head, I was like, well, if anybody's mean to me, I'll just tell Joey Ryan. <laughs> and like, and of course, it's a silly thought. But, um, but so then I went and I finally got the gumption to go after I've been wanting to go for so long. Cool. And it was a wonderful experience. Nothing negative. Nothing negative has ever happened at any show. Okay. Quite the opposite. That's great to hear. Right? And so, but then I was like, okay, cool. That was a good experience. And then my next show, um, you know, was a freelance show. And then I just started AW. And then I just kind of started branching out. Uh, but it was a, over a year before I even talked to anybody else. Uh, at so the you just go shows. by yourself? Yeah. You, I was probably at shows that you guys were at. And mm -hmm. like, no, we never even spoke. And I never spoke really to anybody. And some of the other people, some of my other friends like remember that they're like, oh yeah, I remember you like in the back row, not really mm -hmm. saying anything. And, <laughs> um, and then if one, when I first started branching out, uh, was at another show, uh, Joey Ryan was there again, uh, <laughs> coincidentally. Yeah. Right, right. And so, um, and so, uh, a person sitting by me, who's now my, one of my good friends got a selfie with him after I had gotten a selfie with him. And I was like, oh, this person likes Joey Ryan then they're probably cool. And so then... <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, you like Joey Ryan? And he's like, oh, actually, it's for my wife. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Like, at least he's cool with Joey Ryan. Yeah. That means he's probably cool with somebody like me. Yeah. And so then we started talking, and then we became friends. And then at the next show after that was the first time I actually, like, went up to a wrestler and, like, introduced myself and bought some merch and said hello and started getting out of my shell. And that wrestler nice. was Stevie Fierce. Oh, so yeah, he's um, an easy one to kind of break the ice with. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so now, um, obviously, I've gone from one end to the extreme to the other. But this is my yeah. Now you're straight natural front state. row. Yeah, always. <laughs> now you're stalking John Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now I hashtag homo for Jomo. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, now I, I definitely try to be friendly. I still don't. You know, try to attract attention to myself right, during the no. show or anything like yeah. that. But during intermission, uh, before the show, if I get there on time, and after the show, I try to be friendly with my fellow wrestling fans, yeah. with you guys, mm -hmm. with the wrestlers, everybody else. You don't do it in a narcissistic way. You're just having fun. Yeah, and, like, it's so fun. Part yeah. of having fun is like experiencing with everyone around you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And socializing and saying hello and talking about the match that you just saw that wowed you. Things like right, that. exactly. Did yeah. you have fun? Yeah, yeah. And it's always good to, you know, because it, it, it could be hard at, at the shows, you know, when you go to like a, a different promotion that you don't know and you're there by yourself or whatnot, you really don't know, you know, wrestling fans can be really, um, yeah, there's bad and good ones. Yeah. There's, there's the good and the bad, just like everything mm -hmm. else. Well, thank goodness. The only ones I've ran into were good ones. Now, when I grew up, you know, people who mm -hmm. liked wrestling were not people who I normally hung out with, right? Okay. And um, and so it was always a very personal thing to me. And so I didn't like to share it with anybody else, right? So I've always watched wrestling, but I've also always kept it to myself. Hmm. And so my close friends would know about it. They would know that in high school I would never miss a Raw, right? Like okay. they would know I'd like have a panic attack if it was going to start in five <laughs> minutes and I wasn't in front of my TV. And as I got older, you know, my close friends in college, you know, that we'd all go to Hooters every month to watch the pay-per-views, right? So they all nice. knew about that. I've never been to Hooters to watch a pay-per-view. Oh, we'd go every time. And I took friends with like all the waitresses. <laughs> it was so fun. Nice. And so, so my close friends and stuff like that, so I, you know, know how much I yeah. like it. And my old roommate would know that I would like always go in my room and watch pay-per-view once a month mm -hmm. right okay, cool. but it's always a very personal intimate thing so to open up and like share that with people um especially people who i didn't know if they were going to be nice or not nice or how that was going to you know work out but luckily everybody's been nice and now i can be like my normal my normal confident happy self going around socializing enjoying the show yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly where i was going like it's it's so fun to 
um, you know, get to know people like you, like regulars at different shows. You might not know them by, by a first name basis, but the fact that it's a friendly face and, and people are so like there, there's there's a lot of good people in the Chicago wrestling fan community. Like, and, yeah. and, and we've embraced that a lot. Like we've we've come across people and like especially me, like I don't think I've uh, I had a few bad experiences early yeah. on. But mm-hmm. um, but overall, like it, people in the in the Chicago, um, even like on Twitter, like people will be like, "Hey, wrestling with unicorns! I'm going to be in town. What's the show that I could go to?" And mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you see that, like, "Oh, you're so and so," and you know, like it's 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 really cool to to see that, um, you know, Chicago. Even though they, they say it's a big wrestling town, you don't you don't hear a lot of negative things from from fans. No, and um, and I would, and I of course, you know, when I travel for work, um, you know, I try to go to wrestling shows mm-hmm. wherever I'm at too. And I th- always think everyone there is nice as well, and I've made friends, you know, you know, uh, in California and things like that through wrestling. Uh, but to me, it's like we have such a special community here in Chicago, where everybody's so nice, everybody embraces one another. It's very positive. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's like a lesson learned. Here, I was, you know, hesitant to go to shows because I didn't know how I was going to be received. And turns out I was the one that was being, being uh, judgmental, <laughs> right? Because I was like, oh, no, they might not like me. But really, I was prejudging them because when I got there, everybody has treated me very kindly. And it's always been a lot of fun. I made a lot of uh, what I call my wrestling buddies through there. So yeah. it's great. Hashtag wrestling buddies. Hashtag wrestling buddies. <laughs> uh, it was a good segue because I wanted to talk about, um, uh, you know, obviously, or you were... Or you were uh, a gay wrestling fan and like overcoming that and then realizing like you know obviously it's probably a hard thing to do like the the anticipation of it might be a hard thing to do but you realize you're probably building it up to be a bigger thing in your head but I wanted to talk about uh, uh, then this is what kind of the first time I reached out to you which might have been now that I think about it like earlier in the year because I saw Finn Balor come out with that wrestling is for everyone shirt yeah with the the colors and and the gay pride flag and then I like you popped into my head when that happened I was like oh I wonder if like Ryan like there's probably some good like I want to talk to Ryan about that this is probably like a good story about it and then that's I think that was like around the first time I reached out to you and now like we're in the back half of the year so that's how long it's taken us to like sit down (laughs) kind of and find a date but uh I guess my question is like what was going through your head when when that happened when Finn Balor came out with that shirt and they had the whole movement of that at WrestleMania? Yeah, there's well, there's a lot of cool wrestling moments that I remember either in person at indie shows or you know growing up watching wrestling. But that's honestly, I think the number one like wrestling moment for okay. me that's impacted me emotionally. Yeah, because um, I saw you like had a po- your own post. Yeah, about it, right? yeah, and so don't want to get too sappy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was it's still very very. Um, powerful because uh, yeah. you know I would go and uh, I never posted on any kind of like wrestling blogs but I would always go and like try to like look at conversations of things that were going on and sometimes they were it was clear that people were not accepting right, right? Mm-hmm. and so for being somebody who was even hesitant to go to a show to never knowing if I would be accepted or if gay people would be accepted mm-hmm. in wrestling to yeah. see one of my favorite wrestlers come out very surprisingly in um yeah, there was no like it wasn't i don't think anybody predicted that yeah it was just like he's gonna do this and that's cool exactly yeah. and then that's how he was the first one out that wrestlemania if i'm correct right this most recent wrestlemania is the you know very first person uh to have their entrance and yeah to come out with uh that positive message that balor club is for everybody um with you know the gay pride flag you know interwoven in his outfit uh that was huge i was like wow i never thought that 
you know, these two parts of my life could ever be compatible. And here's one of my favorite wrestlers showing that they can be compatible. Yeah, on the biggest and stage, biggest wrestling the stage big, of them all. Exactly, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. WrestleMania of all places. Right. So to me, I think that's, I, it's going to be hard to top that as an emotionally impactful wrestling moment. It was huge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Were, um, were you at WrestleMania? No, I've never been to a WrestleMania. Someday Same. I'll go, Same. and I'm just going to like go all out when I do. <laughs> uh, but no, so far I've just been watching it from screens. Yeah. That's okay. Same here. Same here. All right, so before we exit the, the salad bar, um, our listeners listen to that fabulous song in the intro, <laughs> um, and that is the Cactus King song. Can you talk a little bit about that and the nickname of the Cactus King? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so this is the Cactus King that most people know, the happy, confident Cactus King. Mm-hmm. Narcissistic sometimes, too, right? <laughs> Egotistic. That's part of the gimmick. Charismatic, right? <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, a lot. Of, I used to live in Arizona, and people sometimes think it's. For, I got that nickname in Arizona. It's actually before that. So at uh, my college, Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana. Boiler up. Yeah, boiler up, bitches. <laughs> so there's this huge bar called the Neon Cactus that everybody goes to on Thursday. Thousands of people go there. Right? Okay. It's huge. And so uh, people ask one another, are you going cactusing tonight, right? Like they turn it into a verb, meaning are you going to the cactus Mm. tonight? And so over time, I just said, oh, hey, some people go cactusing, but I'm the cactus king. Mm. And uh, and so I would go and, you know, I never paid cover and I got free drinks and free <laughs> shots. And I just the gave king my... king does what he wants. Exactly. Right. And I just got... <laughs> and I needed just the life my of the party, keys right? <laughs> and my jacket to the uh, bound, you know, bouncers and bartenders, things like that. Exactly. And because I got a lot of my friends to <laughs> go, right? Run, flipped it to the side. Exactly. And, and I'd always have like little themes and fun outfits and all kinds of... And then I'd be, you know, very social when I was there. So that was like just your spot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was my, uh, you know, place to perform in a certain respect. Cool. And so I would always go there and everybody knew the Cantus King, right? And it was a lot of fun. And it just became like this fun... Um, like pretend pop diva type of thing. Uh, and so, and it was always sort of like mocking or, uh, you know, making fun of uh, actual pop divas and like their big egos and their crazy outfits and yeah. things like that. And at the same time, being a way for me to uh, have fun and express myself because I think that is a big part of myself. Um, mm-hmm. And like these crazy outfits. I mean, I bedazzled my face. I covered myself in gold body paint, right? I ripped people's clothes off with my teeth. All kinds of fun, <laughs> crazy stuff, right? And so it would just, and, and I would dance crazy all night long. And I used to go out and party every single night for like a year and a half. And yeah. so, and so I got to be very social, know a lot of people, and everyone just knew me by the name Cactus King. So my social media was that from back in the day. And then I moved out to Arizona and like chilled mm-hmm. out and became a professional, right? <laughs> okay. Cactus King on occasion. But, um, and so, and then I moved to Chicago. Um, so my uh, social media was still that. And I, I was thinking about changing it, but then all the wrestlers started calling me Cactus King, probably because that's what they saw and they didn't mm-hmm. know my real name. And then I'm like, oh no, now I can never change it, yeah, right? You gotta keep it. Yeah, and yeah. actually the Cactus King song, I wrote all the lyrics to that, all those provocative uh-huh. body lyrics to that. And um, one of my friends uh, had like a little recording studio in their house, and so I went over there and I recorded my song and 
you know, they auto-tuned it. And then on my very last cactus before I moved to Arizona and started my, you know, new life Your there. Your very last visit to the bar. Yes, yeah. exactly. You just use it as a verb again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So my very last uh, time I went there, uh, they played my song over the big speakers and I danced to it with all my friends. Nice. It was so fun. Nice. I was like, now no one can else can say that that's happened. That's why I'm the Cactus King bitches. <laughs> there you wow, go. That's there a fantastic story. No, after this podcast, you'll be able to call yourself the Cactus king of the ring oh, <laughs> oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> no that was Charlie. really quick Banging favorite in. part of the salad of the salad of oh, an, an actual, actual salad. physical salad oh tomatoes oh we've never had that one yeah yeah tomatoes are the best mm-hmm. Love it. nice and juicy that, charlie would say okay. croutons I croutons say, <laughs> what the hell someone else said croutons too maybe yeah. it was like green no i take those <laughs> off that's gross oh come on uh, all right all yeah, right, that so was fantastic. On to the hot plate. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? There's There was lots of wrestling that just happened. Yeah, I, can uh, we talk about uh, third, uh, August 30th? We were at that AEW show, Destination Chicago. That, that Thursday show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about that, and then I want to hear, because you went to Defining Moment, which was the next night. Yep. And sat next to Earl Hebner. Yep. So I'll let you talk about that. And then like we could do a couple all-in all things, I guess, if you wanted to. Clearly, when you guys walked in, you saw me catching up and all in. Yeah. <laughs> you were at my favorite match, my yeah. match of the night. That's Mine why, too. Yes. Yeah. yes That's we, why yeah. I stopped. When I was watching the show, um, I stopped working to see the Pentagon match. Okay. And then this one was coming up. And I'm like, all right, I can't dedicate that much time. You know, so I'm gonna stop and watch it later. So that's why I haven't finished. Because okay. you said you guys said it was so good, and a lot of people at Warrior had said that that was their favorite match. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I gotta sit this down. This is and the watch Okada this. Scroll. Yeah, Okada Scroll match. Mm-hmm. I just want to read off the results for um, August 30th, AEW Destination Chicago, just to jog our memories a little bit. The besties in the world lost their titles to David Starr and Eddie Kingston, lost it to wrestling. Paco defeated Stephen Wolf. Uh, DJZ defeated Laredo Kid and Myron Reed. Uh, Trevor Lee defeated uh, Chris's cousin, Ace Romero. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Stallion and Jake Something defeated OI4K. Brody King and Jimmy Jacobs defeated Havoc and Callahan. MJF defeated Cole Cabana. ACH defeated Jeff Cobb. And the Lucha Brothers defeated Mexablood. Mexablood? That's yeah. a terrible name. Uh, unless I don't know the meaning behind it. Uh, Bandito and Flamita. So... Um, does anyone want to start with anything on this card? Um, I mean, I, the whole card was amazing, right? Yeah. I think everybody agrees that Thursday was the best show. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't see mm-hmm. Friday's show, so that um, would be... Do you, are, you saying, are you making uh, that yeah, statement? Well, for right me, now? a Thursday was a far superior show. Okay. Uh, maybe it was because we were fresh without any wrestling. And, you know, it's kind of hard. Even on the, like, JLM tournaments or other nights where we have back-to-back wrestling... I think fo- the the following night it's a little harder to to pick up to just because the you're, night before yeah the night before yeah that's a good point yeah I was like super psyched and highly anticipated so, like my buzz level was a ten out of ten going into it mm-hmm. and then like every single match there was like a couple matches like I thought the Kurt Stallion and Jake something oi four K match that was basically like the it seemed like the only point of that was just to get into the Brody King and Sammy mm-hmm. sex stuff going on. So I kind of felt like they got the short end of the stick there. Um, and then it was cool to see Paco and Steven Wolf in a singles match, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, we never get to see Paco in, st- in singles matches. I think the last singles match he had was, 
at the Berwyn Eagles Club when I got hit with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fans bring the weapons match, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is like a true singles. Oh yeah, yeah. when uh, who was that? Oh, it was against Connor Braxton. Connor Braxton. Mm-hmm. Then when they had their feud going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and something what something broke, and then the the debris uh, hit off the wall and hit you in the shoulder, <laughs> and like the whole crowd saw it. Right? Yeah, it was the <laughs> uh, a hockey stick. Oh, it was a hockey stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on that, Ryan, on, on that on that night, uh, Thursday night? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew, of course, you know, these shows always deliver, right? But I guess I assumed that Thursday was going to be like the warm up night, yeah, and then Friday was going to be, you know, the main fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I agree that Thursday, I mean, really wowed and amazed me. That main event, I would yeah. say. I mean, I can't think about every match I've ever watched, but I would say that that's probably one of the best matches I've ever seen in person, if not the best match I've it's, ever seen. It might in be person. the best lucha match I've ever seen in yeah. person. It was awesome. If, if I they would have pulled off that, because uh, they, they, they messed up that spot when they were both on the shoulders. Oh, like, yeah, there was on the one. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, were was like, for, I, I they were going for a that. Spanish fly. Oh, like, if they okay. would have hit that, like it would have been just crazy but i mean even that like you forgot about that because the match was so good yeah yep exactly um i've never seen like a, like flamita doing like it was like the fastest handsprings you know how they do like the segment mm-hmm. where they're like complete they're it's it's basically lucha chaining do you want chain chain yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah. is mm-hmm. where they're all they're doing is just i think like, you reference it as a ricochet and osprey spot yeah right? it's like a ricochet, ricochet osprey spot where they're doing flips and they're kind of missing each other and then everyone claps at the end of it Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen f- someone, I think Fumito is doing it, like someone handspring off the ropes so fast. When yeah, you do he's that so fast, handspring. dude. He is so fucking quick. Um, so that really stuck out to me. It was cool that they're both wearing all white. Like, all yeah. white just looks good on anyone. Um, and then, but Ray Phoenix has got to chill on that spot, on that that suicide dive that turns <laughs> into a, a somersault. I know he what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. kill himself. <laughs> Or someone. Yeah. Or someone else. Because oh he went gosh. straight into the stands, took someone out. I looked oh, at Trent, man. and Trent's like, go check on him. <laughs> he was like ordering someone to go check on him. He's oh, got the that was crazy. Yeah. Was Were you on that side of the crowd? No, no thank the goodness. Opposite, right? Yeah. I actually, I love wrestling with unicorns. And uh, Jonathan from F- Wrestling with Unicorns actually left, and so I got to sit in his oh, seat. Oh, that's right. Row, the <laughs> yeah, row. We saw you sneak up there. Yeah, that, well, like, I wasn't invited it. because okay. he had to go to his okay. girlfriend's uh, birthday party or yeah, something yeah. like that. And I was like, this is why I don't have a girlfriend, so I can <laughs> take a spot in the front row. I mean, I was sitting in the second row before that, so that was oh. really nice. I'm glad I wasn't in the side that you know yeah. got wiped out, but it was really cool to see from my angle. Well, you, that, that side got a lot of flips towards your way, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, the besides like that, I mean, I think the opener. The, the it. opener was was amazing. Like, yeah. like I don't, I ha- I don't remember. Even though like I've always praised AEW because they always put a great show. Mm-hmm. Like that opener for that night, whatever was in the air, all the fans from different places, whatever it was, it felt awesome, and the yeah. match itself was awesome. Like uh, even uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, is that when she did? Uh, she like crossbody on yeah. with heels or with something. Yes, yeah. I was like, she's gonna because f- I, I don't. She's not like over as a wrestler with me yet. So mm. when I see her up there with heels, I'm like, she's gonna fuck this up. That's all that's going. Well, but she's my been head. doing that and for a while. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I think this is like the third it. or fourth time I've yeah. seen her do a spot like that. Okay. and every single time it's perfect. nails it. Yeah. So lots of respect for her, okay. and I love it because okay. I'm like, yeah, get it, girl. <laughs> yeah. Love it. She's proving me wrong. She's proving me wrong. Um. 
and then it the was, fact that the titles changed was also good. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I, on night one, I feel yeah. like that's kind of set the tone that you know they're gonna go you know all out on this very first mm-hmm. night, right? They're all I, out on all in weekend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it just exactly. like punched everyone in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like it was only like what five minutes between five and seven minutes, but it was like nine. It was like nine spots that you see in other matches that are just like right before the finish. Mm-hmm. You know those spots that are right before the finish where it's just like, I can't fucking believe he kicked out of that. It was like nine of those in a row mm-hmm. and then the match just ended. Yeah. And it was like a, it was just an interesting structure to me because like, I don't know, I can't recall a match that I've seen that had like that similar flow. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, we're going zero to a hundred and we're not stopping and we're even also, going faster uh, than that. Also, that, that later that night you had uh, the, the match with Jessica Havoc. Yeah, that was the only other one that really like, oh, besides like the Cole Cabana one, which we'll talk about, but like the Havoc and Sammy match was really good. There was something going on with Jessica Havoc that weekend. She was, she's always good, but there is something that when she came out, I got goosebumps. Like there's some sort of adrenaline that was running Mm -hmm. through her. Somehow it just connected with me. There was something that just felt special whenever she came out and it was really, really entertaining. She always is, right? She's always good, but it it was just something special. And I was watching that. I was like, there's something, there's some sort of adrenaline. She has something to prove. Like there's something going on with her. I felt and so when I was watching her that whole weekend, right, the Thursday and Friday, so I thought it was like really special for to watch her in those two shows. Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe it's because I know that her and Sammy have wrestled as a tag before at other places. Yeah, but like I think this is the first time here, right? Or like that I can recall. That yeah. I can recall. Yeah, I think I think so. You might for, be right on that. First time, so maybe it was like a little bit of that. Plus, like I don't think I don't think AEW does a lot of mixed. But I, I like how they didn't even announce it at that. It was yep. just like this is a tag mm-hmm. match because Jessica Havoc can can go with some of the best male competitors mm-hmm. that or all the male competitors that the roster has. And she did. I think she did even better than she normally does, which is already great. Yeah, it was just really interesting to watch. Her. Yeah, and that's what she got. That like people were chanting for her at the end of the match. Yep. Like yeah. Sammy yeah. gave her the ring. Like, Absolutely, and deservedly so. Exactly. It was yeah. really special to just watch her mm-hmm. as a fan that night. Sammy didn't propose to her. Sammy gave her the ring to have her oh, yes, have a standing ring. ovation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, to, to clarify that. I can that. tell a wrestling fans, right, that we're giving somebody a ring means that he gets out of it and goes behind a curtain, not on his knee. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, I was like such a I was such a sourpuss heading into the the MJF versus Cole Cabana match because we'd seen it before, and they like put my foot in my own mouth but because it was so damn good because the creativity of the the catch uh the tack bag ended up being a mitt two mitts yeah, and a ball yeah. uh-huh. and then playing cats in the cradle it was like people were crying it was so funny and creative and i think it ended perfectly too yeah it was hilarious um and so and i thought the same thing too i thought thumbtacks nope they got me. And Charlie, I'm catching a theme. Every time Charlie uh, underestimates the match, he's always blown away by it. That's what I'm, the theme I'm catching. Even the Skrull Okada match, like I was, I understand why they did it because I don't think it ever happened in New Japan. Yeah. And like Okada's not, probably not going to ever leave New Japan, um, which he doesn't need to. But um, so like that was a, that was a one time you'll see like a junior heavyweight versus heavyweight. But like even going into that match too, I was like, this is just gonna be okay. So yeah, maybe it's like So now know, I'm gonna like we gotta, like look at Charlie and if that. he's looking skeptical
skeptical. I know it's going to be a good match then. That's yeah. my hint now. <laughs> well, well, maybe it's only good because my expectations are so low. Oh, so yeah. Is the match even really that good? Well, I had high expectations for all those things, too, and I think they delivered. But that okay. Cool Cabana MJF, uh, that was really funny, and it was it was uh, very engaging, right? And I think that's one of the things that we talked about earlier about liking different kinds of wrestling and different things from yeah. the buffet, right? Your gimmick. Um, you, you know, I it. like a lot of the different things in the buffet. I like the intensity of Sammy and Havoc, and I like the comedy um, that Colt Cabana can do, and I think yeah. MJF did it very well with him. Uh, so I like all of those things in the buffet, and I like when you get uh, the whole buffet delivered to you in one night. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great yeah. point, point. Um, and you're understanding like why <laughs> that's our gimmick. Um, it, for people who were coming in, it was cool because you got to see like literally everything that AEW can give you, um, which is an awesome lucha match, which is a, a an intergender that did really what didn't even feel like it, a title change, and then comedy as well. So and think like, about and young it, guys, too. all these people that are from out of town that came in, right? Because they were sold yeah. out both nights. So all these people coming in from out of town, some out of the country, right? I met people yeah. from Canada and everywhere else that came in for all we in, had, and they uh, went to AEW. The, yeah, <laughs> and they went to AEW those yeah. nights and. I think that, you know, there's a lot of promotions in Southern California that I've noticed and have been out there that have very good reputations and deservedly so. But some of those people, I know some of them that came in and they went to AEW and weren't necessarily familiar with it. And I think they were blown away that AEW and all, all these promotions in Chicago can be just as good or better than anywhere else in the country or the world. Did you have like firsthand examples of that? Or you know people that... Yeah, you know, I know, you people know people from so Southern like California that came in for... Uh, all in, nice. I was like, you guys have to check out AW. It's going to be, you know, these two nights before. And then they went to it and they loved it. And That's I was like, awesome. yeah, there's nobody that, I mean, if you're going for names, I go to any kind of wrestling I can go to. But if you're going for names, mm -hmm. there's nobody that I can think of that AW can't get that PWG can get. Right. Right. Yeah, and, that's a good yeah. point. and so and to me, it's I've you know been to these different shows. I enjoy all of them. And depending on what you like, if you like that, you know, PWG style, then I think AW uh, in Chicago is where you should be watching as well. Yeah. Um, and it's got more. And that's a good point. And they've AEW has even made the point of like making that distinction because they were getting a little bit too just heavy name versus name matchup with like mm -hmm. no story and then like they they've turned the tide on that so there's like everything exactly. kind of yeah, e there's, even there's like some storylines even like now. steven wolf turned heel like that has the makings yeah. of something so it's like exactly and now pat monix is now an aaw they give mm -hmm. time to people like paco wolf you know things like that yeah. mm -hmm. so they can have their own unique flavor as well and mix in with these big names correct and i think all of the promotions sort of have like their core people and then they mix in some new people we see you know different promotions exactly. do that with other people and i think that's always very uh entertaining yeah no i agree um so the next night defining moment i'm just gonna let me just read them off and then i'm gonna look to okay. chris basically because like I didn't see any of this. All I've seen was some clips, not GIFs, on Wrestling with the Unicorns page. <laughs> clips, uh, no GIFs. Clips, no GIFs. Um, the, uh, Kurt Stallion and Jake Something defeated Chris's cousin, Ace Romero, and Colt Cabana. <laughs> Shane Strickland defeats Darby Allen. That seems like an interesting one. Uh, Jessica Havoc defeats two jobbers in a squash, two-on-one handicap. Or it might have been a squash, probably, I'm assuming. Uh, OVE defeats Ace Austin and Brian Cage. AR Fox and Myron Reed defeat Bandito and Flamita. Um, MJF defeats Marco Stunt. Oh, I saw a little bit of clips from that. That looked pretty good. 
Um, not GIFs, clips. Sammy Callahan defeats Jimmy Jacobs. Wrestling, Kingston and Cobb defeat the besties in the world in a rematch. Oh, so that's Freebird rules for yeah. the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. exactly how Trevor introduced them as. <laughs> nice. Um, and then Brody King defeats ACH, and that's a title change. Yeah, it is a yeah, title change. That's huge. Yeah. Huge for some people. They didn't do nothing for me. No, I no. think it's. I have a theory. Um, it's. It just seems because I don't know. Brody King's new, right? He's newer. Yeah, exactly. He, he's yeah. a newer guy. He's right? a newer to, guy. To so it's yeah. like all the all the champions like before were like guys who were here for a while, mm-hmm. and it's almost like almost like how you said like AEW has their regulars and then they bring in new faces. Mm-hmm. Like AEW regulars have held that belt. I wouldn't consider him. He's regular within the past like four months, but mm-hmm. like still hasn't been working for AEW think, for a year. Yeah, what was it like in May or something was like one of his first shows. Okay. And so yeah, yeah, because I remember him getting Half a huge a fight then. with, uh, with Sammy Callahan, Callahan mm-hmm. uh, that totally tricked me at the time. You know, you think oh, yeah, you know yeah, everything, yeah, but yeah, I was like, oh no, they're throwing DVDs. This is real. <laughs> 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 uh, but um, so that it made an immediate impression. I really thought that Jeff Cobb was going to win it the night before. Same, yeah. And that's what I would have put my money on. And then that surprised me when he didn't. Yeah. And then when Brody won, that also surprised me. Yeah, and so I'm curious to see you know how it goes from here. I th- I think it's gonna lead into Sammy winning the. J- this is like the most easily predictable. I'm not saying this is not a mm-hmm. bold bold prediction by any means. Yeah. Like Sammy winning the JLM, and then it's Brody and Sammy, and potentially Sammy gets it back. Yeah, and does some. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. We'll yeah. see. I think a, a possible alternative, a realistic alternative, is Jeff Cobb. Right. Sure. And so, a mm-hmm. um, little bit of heel versus heel, though, I guess. Um, yeah, but wrestling is like make some noise people like and wrestling. Have, have yeah, Je- yeah. Have Jeff Cobb win it in in Austin, Texas. Ooh, that'd be cool. Like, make that some would noise be, over there. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and I love Jeff Cobb. Right, he's one. Of, and so I love bro. I love them all. Right. Um. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I think that would be an interesting like. I, I would bet Sammy d- does, and I re- really like Sammy too, of course. Same. I would I would say, bet Sammy does, but I I would think it's a realistic alternative for Cobb to win. Okay, or maybe somebody else who we don't even know, right? So yeah. we'll see. I think Cobb is a very good like uh, uh, yeah alternative. If Remember in the same. last year, Myron Reed beat Brian Cage in the very first match. Right. That's right. Of the, the, of, the very, of the very first night of the tournament. Oh, yeah, JLM. Yeah, yeah I, I that predi- shocked me. I remember so I, I predicted that, that. I keep that in my mind is like mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. That's true. That was, and that was a really good match, too. I think that's why I remember it. That's true. Uh, for those listening, we're going to do some, some JLM prediction brackets. Uh, so I would encourage you, yeah. Ryan. We're going to do a podcast on it, but I would encourage you when the bracket comes out to fill one out. Yep. Send it to us, and then we'll talk about it when we do. Because we're going to do that with Trent and Basil. Yeah, for sure. Um the backstage boys. Also, every backstage time I think boys. about that night, I think my personal match of the night was yes, uh, Darby and Strickland. Okay. Oh, that was a good match. Yeah. I mean, I think I remember every single Darby mm-hmm. match I watch. Right. I remember the very first time I saw him. Like I, I every time I watch him wrestle, this I is his, what, think his, I remember. This it. was his uh, AW debut, right? No, he's wrestled for them before. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's wrestled Maybe. for them before. Um, but I remember the first time I watched him was at Super Crazy at Black Label. Black like Label, yeah. And then he so wrestled good. DJZ at Evolve that same day. And I saw him twice in the same day. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. Even yeah. his match with Jay Bradley, which another one, which I was like, I could give at Warrior Wrestling. I oh, was like, oh, yeah. 
I was like, this this card has so many good matches. I could kind of give two shits about the Jay Bradley match, and then that match I thought was like one of the better on the card. Yeah, all the ones that I don't care about. End up, like <laughs> that's what like, I'm saying. saying. Like, Fuck you, Charlie. You're like this what's what's your, what's your low bar right. here, Charlie? Because I know that's going to be the match of the night. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> also, that's I saw a in a four way. It was him, Jake Atlas, Eli Everfly, and AC uh, in a four way at PCW in California that by far just stole the whole night on a night of great matches stole the night was absolutely awesome and i can like remember it like to this day because it was so great did your cousin text you after that match (laughs) (laughs) we we talked a little bit after the pounds that we saw or whatever that uh he tries to pull off that move and i don't want him to do it anymore like i want that the the pounds oh where he knocks somebody clear out of the ring i'm like that was so good like don't do it and just make it a special thing but I feel like he's been doing it in every match he's after been that. Try- I think he tried it the Thursday night. I, I was yeah. he's not going to shove him all the way in the outside, but he still does it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to be, like, that's going to be considered his finisher now or whatever. It could work with, it could work with like, a Marco stunt. Like, you could send no. that. Oh, oh my gosh. He's going to fly out the window. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> maybe have, like, have, maybe do an tag team match and have, like, people there to catch him or something. You know, maybe yeah. someone would say. Oh, so, yeah. That's yeah, Marco stunt on, on uh, Friday... Uh, that match versus uh, oh, MJF. MJF. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Oh, um, that's yeah. And I saw him at Kaiju like months earlier too. Yeah. He was yeah. And he was good. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. And then of course, Joey Janela lost New York. It's like, I think his big break. I, I think that's what that was his big and, break. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so cool to see him now. And he's so entertaining. And yeah, that mm-hmm. match was so fun. I, you, I think you've been to shows where he's been at Black Label, no? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to most of the Black Label shows, so probably. I, I think he's yeah. been there, yeah. Because that's, uh, that's when Jonathan, Wrestling with Unicorns, brought him up to my attention. He's oh, like, keep yeah. an eye on that guy. His trajectory, yeah, his trajectory went, because I heard him on the Cole Cabana podcast, uh-huh. and it was like, doing really nothing to Lost in New York to all in, like, text yeah. the next day. So his trajectory <laughs> just, like, sh- what, like, if you're looking at a chart, it went, like, straight up. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, so yeah, he got so like thrusted in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really know him, but he got like thrusted into the spotlight, and yeah, he I've looks never, natural. Like some of the wrestlers, you know, I've like bought merch for and talked to for a little bit or something like that. But him, I've never talked to, but I really enjoy like watching him work. It's He's so got fun. like a southern or like a yeah southern like Memphis twang. I just love his cockiness. Like <laughs> when he's on the mic, right? Like he's so funny. I just love his confidence. I love it. Yeah. Um, anything else from this night, Chris? Um, uh, well, there's that chair incident. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, but, you know, um... What's the chair incident? Uh, so... Oh, is this the security guard? Yeah, security guard. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, because you weren't there that night, right? I was not there. Okay, so... Break it down. Yeah, so they're wrestling all over the ring like OVE does, right? All over the arena, right? Every single match goes outside. Yeah, and I I love watching that, too. This was just a... It was an OVE, though. Well, it was just Callahan Callahan, versus... uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs, Um, And so they're wrestling everywhere. It's all kinds of crazy, right? It's so (laughs) fun and exciting. And they end up on... um, you know, the stage, right? Where there's a whole bunch of chairs up there too, right? And he just starts throwing the chairs on Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Just starts going crazy and throwing all these chairs. I'm sure a few of them were breaking. And so then um, somebody gets on the microphone mm-hmm. and they're like, quit throwing those chairs. 
And we're like, what? What's going on? And I... Because nobody recognizes the voice. Yeah. But... <laughs> and I was like, well, that has to be some sort of like AAW official, right? Because that was sort of the storyline was that OVE is out of control and okay, AW uh-huh. management's trying to keep him in control. So I assumed that that was part of the match, right? Uh-huh. And so... But then it continued... And uh, and then they finished the match, which there's a spot where we ha- what well, we have to talk about later. Um, and then I guess afterwards, um, you know, there was just some sort of craziness that happened um, out by the ticket area. Do you uh, know about this? N- no. So I, there was the chair incident, and he's like, yeah. "Stop fucking with my chairs." Well, well, oh, right? Wait, what did he say verbatim? It was something like, "Hey, asshole, stop fucking on my chairs." Oh. Okay. And then you're gonna pay for them, like if you keep breaking them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought they were. Because at first, when like the when you first told the story, have you ever seen that the ECW video where they're throwing oh, all yeah, those chairs? Yeah, I thought they were like. I thought the guy, and then the, there's a guy in that video. There's a guy who's like, "Stop throwing chairs in the ring." <laughs> oh, so I thought they were trying to imitate that, but no, this was a complete shoot. Him yeah. getting on the microphone. Which that's the thing about Sammy Callahan. You never know what's a work and what's a shoot. I've been tricked twice now. Yeah, <laughs> and so which I. <laughs> it's true. It's, it is. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, but then, so I guess. That happened, and then this is just, I heard secondhand, so I don't know all the mm-hmm. details of this, right? But I heard that, um, you know, Sammy is out in the hallway, and I guess he's probably still in character or something, and then, you know, being all kinds of crazy, right? Yeah. And then one of the security guards, I don't know what happened, but I guess the security guard, like, um, like unbuttoned, like, his gun that he had on him or something like that. I don't know. I don't know all the details. I just heard this. Okay. And so, and then of course, like Sammy probably thought that this was all part of the show. And then when that guy did that, probably really freaked him out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I guess that was just all kinds of craziness. Yeah. I but think- again, it's probably all at work. We don't even know. <laughs> Um, I, I think the accurate description is like on an article on what is it fightful.com I believe because I saw Maybe, like so, but, but a lot of articles were saying that people were getting evacuated out of the building all this oh, stuff yeah, and I saw Trent on Twitter is like hey correct this article and then yeah, the person yeah, yeah. corrected it oh see I didn't even know that that happened out wherever it happened I knew about of course what mm-hmm. happened during the match but I didn't know that any of that happened no, out in the hallway so or it did, happened. like well, obviously so it was the, the match whatever went on mm-hmm. um, and so I'm in the balcony right Sitting with my buddy Earl Hebner. Yeah. And oh, like, long, long time friend. Long time friend. Friend of the 45 pod. minutes. Friend of the pod now. <laughs> I guess. Count it. Friend uh, of the pod. So I'm seeing security, like, because they're up on stage. And then I see security coming from the sides. And I'm like, oh, this shit don't look real. But, like, I don't want to say anything because I'm like, I don't even know, like, if I should say anything. But, you know, I'm up there. So people know what's going on. And so then somehow they, they you know, uh, Callahan is done throwing the chairs, whatever. He gets called out, whatever, gets mad. Um, they're, they're making their way uh, to the side of the ring. And then security is like, like pretty much like they corner him, right? And they're like, yo, like, they start talking. Like, I don't know what they're saying. But I think at that moment, it's when it's like, well, cut your shit. Like, I'm a cop. Something like that. He flashes the gun and it's like, what the fuck? Like, like Sammy kept doing his thing, but it, it was just a mess. And it, it okay. just it definitely killed the crowd's mood, like, mood because, like Ryan said, like, we don't know if this is for real. Like, what's going on? Like, the, the fact that it was announced over the, the their system. Like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Let's just get this match over and, and, and like, call it a day. Like, that's how I feel. This like, happened like, during the... You're, what you're talking about happened during the match or after yeah, the match? Yeah, yeah, during the match. Okay. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. see that part. I didn't uh, know any mm-hmm. of that. I just saw, like, where they were throwing the chair. Did but, any security guard sell an irate? Because that's usually <laughs> that's usually an indicator that this is probably right. worked. 
But uh, uh, <laughs> no, the the, okay. the BSB boys, backstage boys, they have a you know more detailed description of what went okay. on. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I think everything everything I'm saying is like secondhand. At least you uh, got to see some of this. I don't remember. Yeah, that part like of it. the bird's eye view. Yeah, yeah. with Earl. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, uh, that uh, we can't talk about that match with Jimmy Jacobs and Sammy Callahan without talking about the fact that Jimmy Jacobs got stabbed in the dick with a pike. Oh, that's remember right. That? Yes. <laughs> to me, like well, as soon as I think of that, I remember just like Jimmy Jacobs getting stabbed in the dick, and I'm just like ah, because I was I was right there, I was like right in front of me, and then he came out later too, Yikes. and I'm just like I feel like that's you're done for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you don't need to come back out anymore. Yeah, after that. But, yeah. just take him off shows for a little bit. And say, yeah, because you got to sell that dick spike, yeah. and so but I remember that part distinctly, and of course Earl Hebner was there that night, and yeah. I remember standing there and just like having my jaw drop, and then when Earl had Hebner came out, you know, he that night. And in. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is Earl Hebner. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then Rick Knox, right? The PWG referee. Oh, yeah, the he, was there, he was there. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Earl, what, did Earl have to uh, have any comments to say to you when you were sitting next to him? <laughs> no, from time to time, uh, he would just be like, he'll look at me like, that was good, right? Yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> what do you do? You think he likes the new age? Do you think he likes Canadian destroyers, or do you think he wants like? Uh, the I don't. Old stuff? I Did don't you know. In oh, the other side of the balcony, bro, though, it was uh, bro. I would have been throwing 20, twenty-one <laughs> questions at. Uh, no, I've been like, oh yeah, the oh, other Meltzer side. Was on the other Meltzer side. was there, yeah, and Meltzer I met him at PWG side. when I was out there, and that right. was cool. I, I, where did I hear this story about? Like he was uh, like, you took a selfie, and he was like shocked. Like, <laughs> 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 um, well, I remember when I saw him at PWG, I was like, I was just standing in line. He was right next to me, like just sitting there, and he wasn't even like looking at his phone or anything. So I was like, how, how many? Am I, I'm never gonna be able to meet him. He again. doesn't seem like a guy who like yeah. spends a lot of time just like scrolling on his phone. No, I know he's no. on Twitter, but he's. <laughs> and he's so it was intermission. I was standing in line for beer. He just happened to be his chair was like right in front of me, and I was like, well, hello, Mr. Meltzer. It's nice to meet you. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say hi. Did he? And, did your wrist break when he shook your hand? Oh, he's got the, those well. Daddy Dave Meltzer is very strong. I'll say that. <laughs> Daddy Dave. Uh, so, but he was very nice. He's like, "Hello, it's nice to meet you." So nice. I love yeah. it. And then after the show, I was like, "Okay, cool. Would you mind if I, you know, took just a quick selfie? It's like my thing, right?" Yeah. And so, uh, if anyone listening doesn't already know, I have a selfie light on my phone where it lights up. Yeah, yeah I've seen this. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, that's like my thing. I've seen those, yes. Yeah, and we so... Should, reminder, let's take a picture for the Instagram <laughs> later after we're done recording with that. Oh, I was already planning We always forget. <laughs> we always forget to take a picture. I don't, I don't always. think... Always. Oh, like, I don't forget to like take the, selfies. Okay, good. That doesn't happen. Good. Don't let us forget. <laughs> um, and so I try not to be obnoxious about it and do it uh-huh. like all the time with the same people, but like one selfie with Dave Meltzer. I was like, that's pretty cool. And so I took it and then I like lit it up and he goes, oh, Wow. <laughs> and so I just told everybody, I was like, yeah, I gave my selfie light five stars. <laughs> well, not really, but he was kind of like, like, what the hell is going uh, on right fine. now with this light up phone case? <laughs> six, 6.5 out of five. Yeah, there you go. It's the first six star uh, selfie that he took, I think. But then I saw him that night too, and I didn't bug him or anything. I just was like, oh, hey, this is cool. And yeah. I took a selfie with him again Sweet. real quick because he didn't remember the last one. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So the Thursday show, probably a little bit better than the Friday yeah, show. Yeah, I, I think so. But uh, regardless, I still enjoyed the show show um i mean after the whole chair incident where i was a little iffy about like how the crowd was gonna react to all of it all um trevor lee came out cut a a, a funny ass promo oh 
I remember that. And, and got the crowd back into it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think Thursday was a better show than Friday's, but it was still a good show. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, so, All In. I guess let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, we'll talk, we don't have to talk about Warrior because we're going to have podcasts on that unless you wanted to say anything about it. But we're going to, we still have like a whole second uh, round of people that we talk to to go through. Yeah. Plus, like, we might talk with Steve again just to like get his brain on like the fallout of, of all of it. Um, so we can probably skip that, but all in. Um, I watched it from the Fight TV perspective. You were there, um, and Chris is catching up on it. So. Yeah, I'm catching up on it. But so far, um, because I'm not, uh, I'm minutes into the squirrel match. So far, I think Pentagon and uh, and, and Omega. Omega. Mm-hmm. See, that, that was like that to match. me felt like a name versus a name. The name versus yeah. a name, which it was. Yeah. The name versus a name is cool, but it like never gets past the threshold for like, me. You know. Mm. So, so just from from a wrestling, just pure wrestling, like that to me did it. Like that was great. Yeah. Now the Cody and and um and Aldis, uh, like that whole presentation, how it came off on TV. Like I don't know what what the, what yeah, the experience coming was out like, with the crew with and, the crew like yeah. that. I think you referenced it as the UFC feel or what. Whatever. Yeah, it does. Like a, a boxer feel. coming with his crew, like it's like the Goldberg I, thing. Yeah, eh, kind of. I guess. Yeah. Not, not, but not escorted yeah. by police. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, uh, they're escorting Sammy Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> it's more UFC. Sorry, I'll let you. I cut, I cut no, you no, no. It's fine. Like that. That's that. That match. Like the presentation of it all. Him winning it, knowing that he was going to win it, because obviously I watched that. You know, three yeah. days after what. Right, right. Like it was. It was special and it was cool. It was a cool moment for. For Cody, for the fans to be part of that, the people that were there, like all of our wrestling buddies were there. You know, I think we were the only ones that weren't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I liked how. So I was sitting watching the show with um, Martin Helwich. Martin Helwich is the father of my girlfriend, Margaret. He is a wrestling fan, but he grew right. You always hear wrestling fans of his age. He's probably like 50 something, right? If, if uh, fans of his age are always like, oh, the Crusher and the Bruiser, the Crusher and the Bruiser, mm-hmm. the Crusher, they, like just referencing yeah, those yeah, two yeah. guys over and over. Um, and like he has a brother who's a big, uh, oh God, what's his name? Luthez fan. Mm-hmm. But like my, uh, Mr. Hellwich has w- seen Dusty Rhodes wrestle live. So now he's, wa- he, I'm sitting with him and he doesn't understand, he doesn't understand any Anything. of the being the elite references. <laughs> he's laughing at the Dick Druids. Just like, he's like, this is so <laughs> weird. And, uh, but like, I'm explaining to him, like, why, mm-hmm. why Hangman and Page is afraid of his boots and like all this stuff. So he, he really liked, out of all the matches, he liked the, uh, Rhodes and all this match. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, what got, what I think like got him, he, he's like, we're growing closer because right now I'm living with him. It's mm-hmm. a long story. But like, what I think got the, the hook. For him to watch it with me, I was like, "Hey, guess what? Titles on the line tonight. The NWA, the NWA World Heavy oh. World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Championship." And he's like, "Oh, really?" So then he was like, kind of hooked. And then I like how the mat that match too was slower paced. It oh, yeah. felt like mm-hmm. it was wrestled in like the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. in in the territory era. And like even the finish was a territory era, like an oh, old yeah. school finish, like old school finish, too, just yeah. just like a roll up, uh, just like cradle in the legs, and like uh, it was like a vintage throwback in the present. Mm-hmm. And I, twenty eight years old, I was entertained. Fifty something years old, he was entertained. So, yeah, that was just my yeah. Experience. I love that match as well, and mm-hmm. it, that's what I mean when I talk about you know the stories, right? That's what I think gets me hooked into wrestling. Yeah. And a lot of other people too. 
uh, not just the story in the match, as you just described it very well, right? Like, that was the, sort of the story of the match, slower pace, felt very important, had, like, a, a big fight feel, I think, mm-hmm. because yeah. it came out like UFC people, True. had, you know, that very unique finish, which you don't always see a lot these days, right? Um, I think everything with, and then you also had a little bit of the new stuff, right? Like, Brandy took that bump, right? Oh, And yeah. so that yeah. elbow, right? You got so, a dog out there. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And so, um, and a little bit of fan service with like the DDP, DDP. spot, right? Oh yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about it. that. Was definitely fan. And so, yeah. uh, so things like that are like this. That was the story of the match, and that's very compelling. And then you take that and you think about the story of Dusty Rhodes to Cody Rhodes, yeah. and the NWA title and how uh, you know things have really come full circle. And, you know, this generational story as well. And I think that's what really draws me in more than anything else into wrestling, right? Of course, everything else does as well. But that uh, that, that story and when you get yeah. invested emotionally, right? And that's what I talk about, like, beyond the characters that they're playing into the people that they are and how much you know it meant for Cody, right? And mm-hmm. so it reminds me of, like, the end of a play when you just, like, get really hooked in emotionally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It had a culmination of that. See, yeah. and, and, and as we're talking, we're talking about the show, then I'm like, oh, and the women's match was so good, too. Oh, yeah. It's up for the ending, but yes. like yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was a... Yeah, like, I did, just did you guys know. catch Someone that didn't know it, live? or like, maybe it was like... It was. It looked like a false finish, but then it was the ref was but like, it was oh, like, oh, actually, yeah. it was a pin. Yeah, that, that was a little like... Eh, how, did you guys get that live? Like, yeah, it felt weird to me when I was... Yeah, oh. I, when I watched it, it felt weird. Yeah, uh, I think I kind of forgot about it until you just mentioned it, right? Because okay. what really stuck out to me was just how... Um, on another level, Tessa is right. Her she's yeah. She, she keeps she's, going over everywhere. Everywhere yeah. she's going. Yeah, over. I mean she, but she has strength and she can do dives. She can do like great, you know, traditional. She's on a noticeable like, another level. Yeah, it's just like she yeah. always stands out and shines. And mm-hmm. whenever I watch her, and so I think that was my takeaway mm-hmm. from that match. And then uh, I think the Warrior when we had you on during the VIP. Uh, fan fest you mentioned the battle royal yeah i love the battle royal and, and I, when i watched it, i'm like, like he's totally right like people are not even in the ring <laughs> yeah i was like here's i don't know how many people were in that battle royal i don't even recall but there's a big 20, number maybe. of people in that yeah. battle royal it was and so and then at near the very beginning no one was in the ring and no one was eliminated <laughs> i was like this is the first time i've ever seen a battle royal where nobody's in the ring right now i yeah. think they're uh, all doing crazy stuff was outside and yeah. they gradually get back in didn't colt colt said on his all-in recap He's like, everyone basically said, everyone in that battle royal was like, we, this can't be a punch and kick battle royal. Yeah. So yeah. you know how everyone just kind of stands in the corner and, and, until it's like your yeah, time to go out? Exactly. I, I don't know if they I'm made right, it a point to I make think, it the opposite. Doesn't uh, Ethan Page coordinate all that? Like, isn't he one of the ones? No. I don't think so. I think that's a joke. That's a running joke. <laughs> so. So uh, he, like, he was the agent for the clusterfuck at Joey That's Janela's right. Okay, break, that's where, yeah. I was and he hated it. Uh-huh. And he, like, he talks about it on his podcast with... Uh, the, the Bitter Boys, I think. Bitter, Bitter Boys, Boys Club. Club. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be confused with the Backstage Boys. This is right. the Bitter Boys. <laughs> if, if they were ever meet, it would be the Bitter Backstage Boys podcast. Mm-hmm. That would be a treat. Um, uh, and he talks about how he hates it. Because, like, he's in the match, too, and people are suggesting... You had the DTU guys, like, mm-hmm. suggesting things, and, and he it, was, yeah, like, shooting language them down. barriers. Yeah, and, language yeah. barriers. And uh, and so now it's a running joke that, like, <laughs> everyone's trying to get him to agent GCW matches. And now, like, 
with GCW, he has to win like three matches in a row mm-hmm. to not agent the next clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like turned into a whole gimmick. Well, regardless, this battle royal was was great. Even the whole uh, hijo del chico spot. With, oh yeah, with flip at the with that being flip at the end. You knew that was. I mean, did you know? That? I knew it was flip. I was like, that's flip. Maybe, yeah, it didn't even cross my mind. Oh really? I didn't okay. know it was flip. I was yeah. like, flip, I was like, that's flip Gordon. He's gonna be. You know, he's gonna be in this. Right, because he's like the whole I, I, uh-huh. thing is like you're not booked, and then he's mm-hmm. gonna find a way to like work himself in. But what, what a better way! Mm-hmm. I think we had talked about it, but I, I never even had like that didn't cross my mind during oh. during that. Yeah, so I, I guess like, so oh, excited shit. when he unmasked himself. I'm like, what? I was like, I totally didn't expect that. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be like I predicted this, but like I, I, I was like, that's definitely Philip Gordon. And then I mm-hmm. predicted like the phone versus the boots thing too later. Oh, but no, I predicted yeah. it in like a different way. I mm-hmm. thought. Uh, I thought uh, Joey Janela was going to go over because of the boots, but it ended up just being like part of the And, match. and just to make a quick reference back to Tessa, I think the one that's right behind her, like following those footsteps, is Jordan Jor- Jordan Grace. Yeah. And that was a match of the night at Warrior, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like I, Oh, like, yeah, those two in that match. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that in a second. But yeah, Jordan Grace. And when she lifted up Brian Cage... Yeah! Holy moly! <laughs> that I was like cheering for her for that. that the was pop great. was huge when she yeah. eliminated. Brian yeah. Yeah. Also, part of the battle royal was this just me or did uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray, right? Did he have Marco oh yeah. stunt held by the, by the hair, preventing yeah. him from being eliminated? Oh, that would hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he talks about that on Colt's pod, right? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he's like Bubba Ray ripped my hair. Out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, for me, it was the, the Skrull versus Marty match. Mm-hmm. Once again, like... I'll get there. <laughs> not, not super entertained, entertaining by it, but it's like... It, and you got... So, a lot of the spots, which I didn't mind, because I watch Being the Elite, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff in this show, you, like, had to know from Being the Elite for it mm-hmm. to, like, be funny. Yeah. Or, like, you understand, like, why is Jay Lethal... You know, black machismo. But I, I think they, they did enough, and I and I heard this uh, often where they did enough for people that did not follow the being delete stuff. Like they did enough, um, like video clips or promo packages before the matches that, oh, okay. that would kind of tell you, like, oh, oh cool. this, this helps oh, you good. understand what's about to happen. Before, did you see any of that stuff? Because I didn't see any. Not while I was there. Oh, no, okay. not really. I mean, they had a few things, but mm-hmm. not a lot. Like, because okay. they did uh, what I watched, like, they did explain the Macho Man. Because I didn't know about it. I had heard about it because obviously I was so late watching it, but I'm like, I, I noticed that stuff. Okay. I think they're mm-hmm. live. They just had a spot in the back where he just, like, got the sunglasses. And I think that was it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. true. They did have that. But that's all mm-hmm. I saw I think for that's that. What you're talking about, maybe, Chris. Yeah, but it was after a tap, and it's like, who gave him the sunglasses? And then now you had oh, Lenny yeah. Poffo mm-hmm. coming with them. So. Yeah. But I think also part of that is um, like the intrigue factor, right? So you don't have to like explain everything to somebody. Yeah. So that way, it, when if you're watching it and it's new, you're just like, oh, yeah, I already get it all, mm-hmm. right? Part of that is. Yeah, save time. I like guess. if you ever took a period of time without watching a TV show or something like a soap opera or wrestling or anything like that, if you ever take a little bit of chunk of time, when you get back, you're like, oh, well, who is this person? Or what exactly is going on here? Mm-hmm. Why is that funny? And then you're like intrigued. And I think you want to, you know, research it a little bit or watch it the no. next time yeah. to get invested again. So like the Skrull Okada match had a really great buildup yeah. in being the elite. And then like there was like three things that three spots where they referenced. It's all mm-hmm. it's all no one thinks Marty can beat Okada. He's just a light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. And Okada is just like he he's got a lot of charisma. It doesn't always come through and like everything that 
he does Okada, but Okada is like chock full of charisma, and I don't think it's shown enough in like his New Japan stuff. Mm-hmm. This was like him being really like loosey goosey, really funny. He's got a couple spots in there that like uh, I won't spoil for you, but that, are, that just <laughs> reference being the elite and like that he's really funny. Jeremy Zaha told me that. Uh, our friend who works at Pro Wrestling Tee, excuse me, the real Jeremy Zaha, right. said that every time um, someone went to go take a picture with Okada at Pro Wrestling Tees during a meet and greet and they had glasses on, the photographer would tell them to like push up their glasses to like uh, catch their eyes better. And mm-hmm. Okada would like, every time he would like stand like an like jokingly like stand as a nerd and like push up fake glasses that he had that he <laughs> had. so like that to me is like okada has this goofy side that like really comes out during this match and it references the whole light heavyweight versus heavyweight and then also the, there is this one spot too which i won't say cuz like chris hasn't seen it but like like you're the hope like there's so much hope in it and then like the false finish happens and it's just like the whole crowd is like Damn, like I really wanted mm-hmm. that to come through. Um, so that that's why it was and it wasn't like anything super spotty. Mm-hmm. It was all simple and like the crowd just went for a ride. So it was really good. Yeah, and that was my favorite match of the night as well. And mm-hmm. like we said at Warrior, like that neither one of us would have expected that, right? Yeah. And so I and like I said, I thought it was gonna be good, right? But I didn't yeah. expect it to be my favorite match of the night. That same and, yeah, that same way, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was so, saying. It's good. And so <laughs> I and like we say, you know, wrestling's the buffet, like we have the battle royal, we have that crazy Joey Janella hangman right. match, right? Like we have that all these fun, hardcore, cool yeah. things. Yeah. And and to me that was like I don't know how to describe it, right? But I would just say it's a little bit slower paced and it had yeah. a lot of good uh, story like in the match itself, right? Exactly. You understood like what was going on and that was very uh, interesting to me and it was a little bit slower paced. So you could really follow it and really get invested in it. And then uh, when they did do things, um, it had that much more of an impact. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point is the pace. And Chris knows, Chris is... Chris and I have been talking about wrestling for over a year now. He yeah. knows that I always bring up a match's pace. <laughs> yeah. Like that's something I pay weirdly close attention to, and this match had great pace. Yeah, and I try not to like overly analyze it, right? I just try to analyze like, okay, well, what's being delivered to me as a yeah. product, right? And mm-hmm. just saying like, do I like this or do I not like this, right? So, um, but and I really liked that. That was, I think, really good. It was entertaining, and I think yeah. it was entertaining because it was a little bit slower paced. You get invested, and then uh, during those certain Spots that we won't talk like about. Pause. Yeah, yeah we, exactly. Necessary pauses. Yeah, that we won't talk about because we don't want to spoil it for Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then I think that they had a really big impact, and you're like, oh man, without them, you know, you know, flipping or something like yeah. that, which is also enjoyable. Right, right, right. So you're in for a treat, man. I hope I okay. don't. I hope I don't build it up too much. Yeah, yeah that's what I was afraid. I'm you're like, gonna watch the match and be like, "Well, that was really good," but let's try well, to talk about well, that. So, so you're gonna take it in a different way than I do. That's the oh, beauty yeah. of it too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you might like the main event a little bit more because it was like a 12 minute spot fest, which is oh, cool yeah. too. And Ray Phoenix did that same fucking uh, I don't know what it's called, but the. Oh, that, oh, that yeah. he's gonna kill someone <laughs> yeah. doing, and he did a triple A too, and he yeah, he, oh, and he yeah. landed on that person. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> she's the yeah, yeah. But I like Bro. that too. To me, it's like I think why your the gimmick of it being a buffet is so uh, relevant is because I don't want to just go to wrestling and eat pancakes every time. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. go there and I want to have fruit. I want to have pancakes. I want to have, you know, all of these different. I want to have a salad, right? I want to have all a these different little buffet. parts. <laughs> exactly. I want to have all of it, right? Exactly. I want to have that main event and I want to have that slower paced match and I want to have that crazy battle royal and I want to have that hardcore match. I want all of it. Right. And so I think, and I can enjoy different parts of it, you know, throughout different shows more than other, but I want all of it. And I think that All In delivered all of it. Wow. That was well said. Um, are we in dessert now? That was a uh, yeah. That was a, a lot hefty, of what was, what, was what's our time at well, right just, now? Oh, well, just a couple things about Warrior. Sure. I, got, I ended up getting good. to meet RJ City. Oh, that was you? so fun. Oh yeah, and sorry, David Arquette again. But yeah, that was <laughs> so fun because I think when we talked, I was like before the show, so I ended up meeting him at intermission. It you was said so provocative fun. charisma. Provocative charisma, yeah. right? So I really I, that's why cool. I was a fan, excited to meet him, and then I eventually met him, and it was a lot. How is he? He's so nice. Nice. Yeah, so uh, David Arquette is above and beyond nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was a good. It was a good experience. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. You, More you. to come on Warrior Wrestling. Let's get into dessert. Yeah, let's let's do dessert. Uh, there's a couple dessert questions and uh, some word, asso- word association. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? I've watched all your shows. I know what's going on. Well, you can't on. watch them. You gotta listen. I listen. Yeah. In right. my mind's eye, I always imagine what's going on. <laughs> you just imagine that. Now you can so imagine. So now you this know the setup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So, one of the third questions is, when when you travel, you know, you mm-hmm. fly a lot. Do you yeah. watch wrestling while you're on the plane? No, I, mm-hmm. not while I'm on the plane. I now that I've been going to shows a lot, I like to mm-hmm. consume wrestling live as much as I can. Oh, okay. Um, so I usually just you know find out okay, well, I'm gonna be here and what shows are going on in that area, especially uh-huh. if I haven't been to those that yet. Uh, and then I try to plan around that, and that's how I ended up going to like PCW, uh, backstage VIP at Lucha Underground, right, wrestling right. a couple times. No There's big still deal. some more out in PWG. There's still a few more hating. I want to go out to. I've been to uh, Rockstar Pro in Ohio. So there's still other ones that I want to go to that I have like on a list. Uh, but uh, so I like I like consuming it live. It's like if you go to theater all the time, the movie that you you know go to at the movie theater uh, doesn't have uh, as big of an impact. Then it's still fun. You still do it on occasion, but that live experience, I think you can't replace that. Yeah, I agree. You got a point there. Um, question from Wrestling with Unicorns. What's I love wrestling with unicorns. <laughs> by the way, they're two of my favorite people. There hasn't—I don't think there's been a person on this podcast that hasn't loved them. So you're, yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're echoing everyone's speaks, words. It speaks very well of them. Yes, they're absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. What is your take on intergender wrestling? I love it. Yeah. Um, I think maybe because I don't really. Uh, like gender norms, and I never really have. Okay. Some of my favorite wrestling has been intergender wrestling, and I love uh, women's wrestling as well. Uh, so, you know, along with Finn Balor, I think about, you know, who are some people who made an impact on me? Uh, I remember when Goldust came out, and I was like, mm. ooh. I feel a connection with Goldust more than I do with any other wrestler. Androgynous. Yes. And he was a heel. I remember it was 95. I remember like the vignettes, like before he even like debuted. Yeah. And so, and I just remember thinking, I'm like, he's like my guy. Like I feel a connection with him. Right. And then I also remember China, right. Sort of on the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. And I remember her wrestling with men. And I remember, you know, just getting really invested in her matches, especially during like the IC title run era. Um, and yeah. so, and I loved that. And I wanted there to be more and more 
uh, intergender wrestling. And I was fascinated by it because I didn't like those gender roles and I didn't like people being put in a box. Mm -hmm. And so when they could do it and they did it well, it was great. I know, for example, like, you know, when Jacqueline won the cruise rate title in what, 2004. Right. Right. Oh, like, I forgot about that. I was, I loved mm -hmm. that and I got so excited. Or one of the best matches I think that you can see is Brian Cage and Tessa at Wrestle Circus, I think from 2017. Yeah, that's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Fascinating match, right? So I love intergender wrestling, especially uh, when it's done really well, because then that just means that there's going to be that much more of it. So it's, it's actually one of my favorite things to watch. I actually like to go out of my way to watch it. Nice. So do you miss the cutest tag team? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I did get a selfie with them at one of the bar wrestling shows. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, it was like Candice's like, second to last show. Uh, yeah. Nice. Are you always front row in all of the indie shows? <laughs> no, not always. <laughs> not I like the front row mafia, bro. Remember, I used to always like sit in the back. And the, then I was like, oh, screw this. I'm going to be up at the front every <laughs> single time. Mm -hmm. And so I still enjoy being up towards the front, especially because a lot of times then I don't have to wear my glasses. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, you know, it kind of depends on what's going on. Okay. I don't need to be up front every single time. Sometimes it's nice to stand back. And, you know, I'm tall, so I can, like, sort of see over and I can see yeah. more of what's going yeah. on. Um, you, so, can, you can easily find you in the crowd because of your height. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but, yeah, so I kind of, sometimes I like just standing back or being in the back and just chilling and relaxing, right? And other times I'm feeling excited and I want to be up towards the front row. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it just kind of depends uh, whatever mood I'm in. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and so this is not a question on there. Uh, we're jumping. We'll jump into word association shortly. Yeah. But I see that fine shirt you have on. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, it's true. Monix. Yeah. So fa face today the barcode Monix shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I love Pat Monix. <laughs> He's amazing, right? And so I actually have two of these shirts because I have a ton oh. of wrestling shirts. So I was right. I was. Those were I was getting like. How many shirts do you? have? Oh my gosh! At least it's over half my closet now. <laughs> I had to go out and buy more and more hangers uh -huh. just for all my wrestling more than you. More than Chris. You think? I, I have stopped. I, I don't know. I'm sure you have. Yeah. I, I mean. Because yeah, the masks mask <laughs> are going up. I so. couldn't keep both up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, There was a period of time where I was just like, oh, I'll just get one shirt tonight. Because to me, it's like, oh, it's 20 bucks for me. But I was like, maybe that's, you know, it's a lot more to this up and coming wrestler, right? Exactly. And so, and plus it's part of my little collection. It's my little thing that I keep, right? Instead of like autographs or whatever. And so I never really rare my wrestling t-shirts. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have a, like this big, huge color collection in my closet and then I can go through them every once in a while and I'm like oh I remember when I bought that shirt it was this night and mm -hmm. I was you know and it also gives me an excuse to you know say hi to the wrestler right when you buy yeah. their merch and yeah. you know you want to support them and that's kind of like your way of voting for them like you work really hard I appreciate yeah. you not only do I get to give you 20 bucks but then I get a shirt in front yeah. of you know as a gift as well so it's like great and so I have this big old collection of them and I can go through and it's like almost like a scrapbook where you mm -hmm. go through, and I'm like, oh, I remember this, and I remember this. But I have dozens and dozens of wrestling t-shirts, and I very rarely wear any. I actually have two of these shirts. Right, so explain that. Yes. How do you have two of the well, same Well, I bought shirts? one, right, when they first came out, and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm so excited. I bought it at a freelance underground show mm -hmm. in okay. June. Uh, and then I bought another one when I was in Ohio, I think last month or the month before. Uh, and I, and I bought another one because I was like, well, I have this one and I really like it. And I like want to wear mm -hmm. a wrestling shirt every once in a while. Uh, and, uh, but I don't want to wear the one I already have. Cause like that one needs to stay preserved in the collection. <laughs> oh, so then I bought okay. a second one that night from mm -hmm. Pat. And then that's my shirt that I wear outside of my collection. Oh, so okay. the ones that are in your collection never leave the closet. 
Very rarely, <laughs> very rarely. I mean, every once in a while, oh, I'll bust oh. one so it's out. Like, okay, like it's I, like on display almost in there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. And so, and like for example, every once in a while, I'll wear one. Like um, my uh, Jeff Cobb one uh, that has you know the rainbow flag for gay pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never ever seen that one. Oh, yeah, he doesn't really even advertise. He actually go. I think he goes. Well, I've talked to him about it before. He actually uh, goes out of his way not to you know, highlight it because he doesn't want to make it be like a gimmick. Okay. But he has this shirt that he sells. You'll probably see it at the shows and a uh, portion of the proceeds from it. He donates to, uh, I believe the human rights campaign or the ACLU or some sort of gay advocacy group. Cool. And I was like, Jeff, I didn't even know that you had this. Yeah. I was like, I want that shirt. And then he kind of gave me the backstory on it. And then that, the fact that he donates portions of the proceeds to a gay advocacy group, I'm like, wow, that's really, really cool. Yeah. So I like, I wore that to, uh, when I was out in boys town one night, mm-hmm. uh, and then, and then other time, and I always wear my Stevie shirts, oh. uh, cause anytime I made Stevie a promise that anytime he sees me in person, I'll have a Stevie fierce t-shirt on. Uh-huh. So I usually, so sometimes if I'm coming straight from work, I'll wear that underneath like my work <laughs> dress shirt and my jacket. So you're ready. Exactly. And then afterwards when I'm done, it's like Superman unbuttoning <laughs> his shirt and then boom, Stevie fierce underneath. And so I always, so my Stevie shirts, I always wear, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'll even wear like a shirt underneath them. Right. So that way they can stay preserved. Uh, so, but yeah, so very rarely do I wear my shirts. I mean, like, I like them to keep in my collection. That's interesting. Yeah. I never met a wrestling t-shirt collector that doesn't t-shirts are like made to be worn but i like how like well, i like me, the preservation of it but, and to know. me it's like they're one thing that every wrestler has some of them have pins some of them have you know different things that they can sign and different like an eight by ten yeah something. an eight by ten uh and so they all have like different things right so but i think that's something that pretty much all wrestlers have yeah so it's easy for me to like just have a collection of that for that reason that's true and also there's like t-shirts if you don't wear them they're never gonna like just disintegrate so someday i'll be like 80 years old and i'll be like i remember when i was in my late 20s and early 30s and went to wrestling shows and bought all these shirts yeah that's awesome um all right so let's jump into some word association yeah you ready i'm ready so the first word that comes to your mind and it can only be one word Right. Yes. I know the rules. I'm just seeing him break yes. them. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, Chris was about to. Let you, I'm not letting you slide. Okay. One word. All right. Pro wrestling. Escape. Chicago. Home. The Cactus King. One word. Me. <laughs> okay. Stevie Fierce. Favorite. Scarves. Fabulous. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's yes. It. <laughs> okay, good. I had good self-control. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, because I've always noticed you always have a scarf on, like, or... or yeah. Is, is it considered a scarf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, is that it? Then? That, that was it. What's our runtime? One hour and 20. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah okay. that's good. Nice. Uh, have you enjoyed yourself? I had a wonderful time. <laughs> was I that knew re- I would. Everything you hope for and more out of an out two And more. Stuff. It was and a more. lot of fun. That's it's always great. fun to talk wrestling. And so, and it's also good to, you know, express yourself uh, a little bit, right? Yeah. So to, because I remember just recently, you know, to bring everything full circle, 
somebody asked me, a wrestler asked me recently, they were like, oh, well, you know, you've probably just started watching wrestling, things like that. And I was like, actually, I've been a fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I actually kept it very private. And it was a little bit of a challenge for me to, like, have the gumption to open it up. Cause it, and I think people are surprised by that because they see me as, like, being like, very loud and mm-hmm. social. And, um, and so, but that is... You know, part of me is part of my little wrestling journey. And so I love wrestling and I love uh, talking about wrestling. And so, of course, I had a great time tonight. Yeah, great. You were a a fantastic guest. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, Do you want to take us home then, Chris? Yeah. Um, Well, this has been uh, the Wrestling Buffet Line with the Cactus King. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of the ring. Of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) The four by four, not the engagement one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, right? That squared circle. <laughs> the squared circle. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you can follow us on Twitter at Two Heels and a Face, Facebook, Instagram, Two Heels and a Face, number Two Heels and a Face. Go check out Two Heels and a Face.com. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Yeah. Radio. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And, <laughs> and, you know, just check one of those or check. There's syndication out there as well, but iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All right, sounds good. Um, Any last words? No, just want to say thank you guys for uh, having me on, taking Mm -hmm. some time to talk to me. And I think if anyone's listening, remember to follow Two Heels in a Face and listen (laughs) to all of their podcasts. As you can tell from this episode, it's very well worth your time. It's a lot. We're a lot of fun. We like to think. (laughs) We like to think. Uh, Hashtag beat up TPA. Hashtag push Paco. Hashtag wrestling buddies.
Queen's never gonna retire Catch us King Kong, catch us King Kong Cause when catch us King Kong satisfies your desires Got all the riches, and even more bitches Got all the riches, and even more bitches Bow down, bitches